Hi, everybody. It's Neil and Cheryl Josephson from Family Life Canada. We want to thank you for tuning in and even more for investing in your parenting journey. We built this workshop for you to provide real hope, practical help, and proven wisdom for you and your family. Now, just listen, learn, and then live it. Hello and welcome. My name is Liza Gant, and we are going to be talking about the five essential stages of parenting. We want to answer the question today of how can the five stages of parenting be a game changer for you, specifically if you have a younger kiddo in the elementary school age. I am first so thankful and blessed that Jay Kennedy and Family Life Canada reached out to engage in this conversation about the five essential stages of parenting. Whether you are preparing to have a newborn in the thick of raising a school-aged child or getting ready to enter into the empty nesting stage, you are a parent. And I'm guessing you are a parent looking for some additional support, help, and more as you engage your kids in the day-to-day and the lifelong journey of parenting. Before we dive in, let me introduce myself. Like I said, my name is Liza Gant, and first and foremost, I too am a parent. I am well in the thick of things alongside of you as I am blessed with four kids and an incredible husband. My passion to help parents and families has come from my own calling and full-time work. First, over the past 20 plus years, I have served as a volunteer and then for the most of it, a full-time children's minister at Saddleback Valley Community Church, where I worked in our children's and youth ministries department, overseeing our next-gen team. Additionally, I've been a licensed Christian therapist for more than 10 years, practicing a Journeys Counseling Ministries in Southern California. All this to say, when Family Life Canada reached out about this topic, it was a resounding yes. My heart and passion for raising up strong parents comes from my own personal journey as a parent in the trenches with you, as well as my years of seeing parents struggle well in my counseling office as well as throughout the church. Having taken numerous child development and developmental psychology courses throughout my undergrad and grad school, inevitably there was tons of information about the social, biological, emotional, mental, and relational growth and development of children. But what about those people who are raising the children? Where do we, as mom and dad, fit into these transformational stages of development as parents? How can understanding the five stages of parenting be a game changer for you? Well, these are the questions we hope to answer in the span of our time together. I will introduce you to these five stages in an overarching kind of 10,000 foot elevation view. And then once you get a solid grasp for the bigger picture, we will hone in more specifically to the early phases of parenting as so much change occurs in these first two of child and parent development. Now, whether you are in these early phases or not, I promise there will still be plenty of invaluable information to pull from whatever stage and phase you're at. You can grasp the bigger picture of what is to come if maybe you're not quite there yet. Or if you've been there and done that, I'm sure you can still implement any of these steps at whatever phase you're in. I promise there may even be some parenting game changers as we look at these five essential stages of parenting. Now, something that I'm sure you have heard time and time again, as I did as a new mommy, and I'm sure you've heard it even now, however old your kids are, is time flies by. 
And I'm sure as you look at your kids, you're constantly reminded of that. I know as I look at my four kids, I wonder when they became this old or this tall. Can't time just stop and they stop growing up? Now, do I feel like that on the day-to-day -day when one wakes up throwing a tantrum, another one is throwing up, and the list of minute-by-minute -minute traumas continue throughout the day? Yeah, probably not, quite the opposite. That's when another popular parenting quote rings far more true and accurate, and that the days are long, but the years are short. Bottom line, time is of the essence. In the toughest, longest moments of parenting, do not lose sight of the bigger picture and how quickly the time really can and does fly by. One day, we will look back at the child raising years and wonder where the time went. This is so, so true. The diaper changing, homework helping, curfew checking days are long, but ultimately the years are short. I know for me, and I imagine it's the same for you, that I wanna make the very most of the time that I have between now and when my children become adults and leave our home. And I wanna invite you on the same journey alongside with me, because even though the days raising kids often feel very long, the years truly do feel and are incredibly short and we will not get these moments back. So let's start with three fundamental parenting principles. First, we have to start with a heart to understand. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, we need to understand two things. One, understand which phase your child is in in their developmental process. And also, we have to understand then how this phase impacts how we adapt and adjust alongside our child in our own parenting phase and stage. You see, just as our kids are learning and growing in their stage, so too are we in our parenting roles and goals in that same stage. Second, we have to make a conscious choice to appreciate the unique child development and parenting phase we are in. I'm sure you've also heard many times, cynically or earnestly, that this too shall pass. This phase will go away and it'll get better from here. That kind of feels like a grin and bear it attitude, just wait it out mentally, it'll go by. I would hate that time truly does fly by, you blink and you've missed it. Every phase of your child's development will present its fair share of challenges and even hardships. But alongside these, there will be incredible victories and goodness, I am sure of that too. Do not miss it. Replace frustration, even suffering, or enjoying a certain phase so much that you'll mourn when that phase passes with just sheer and simple appreciation of wherever you are at. Embrace the phase your child is in and where you are at in your parenting journey. And finally, the third principle in parenting is we have to be willing and able to adjust. This may be the single most important word to remember as you parent through the phases. Each phase is so different, not just in those phases, but for each of your children, because they are changing, growing, maturing, developing, having their own sense of identity and purpose, and so much more. And with their changes, you too need to change. How you raise a 13-year-old is obviously different than how you raise a three-year-old. How you respond to challenges from a six-year-old is obviously not how you'll want to respond when that six-year-old is 16 you will need to adjust your parenting strategies to fit the phase your child or children find themselves in. Not to mention, each uniquely created and gifted child that you have been given by God, you need to adjust to with your approach and your attitude as a parent. 
There's a Bible verse that I think applies very well to these three foundations in parenting. To understand, to appreciate, and to adjust our strategies based on the phases that our children are in and what we are going through alongside them as parents. Now, it was originally written to shepherds charged with overlooking their flocks, but Bible scholars agree that it is meant to apply to anybody who has been given charge of something or someone, anyone who's been asked to steward something of value. It says in this verse, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. That's from Proverbs 27, 23. As parents, we have been given charge of or responsibility of our children, and we have been asked to steward something of great value, haven't we? When we understand that the flocks and the herds in this verse can actually apply to anything God has entrusted to us, it's easy to reread it in this way. Be sure you know the condition of your children. Give careful attention to your kids. Hopefully these introductory parenting principles are already a game changer in being able to understand, to appreciate, and to be able to adjust to each unique phase and stage in our parenting journey. With understanding, appreciation, and adjustment to the primary roles and goals at each parenting and child development phase, we can attain what we will use as the presumed ultimate goal in parenting, and that is to raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who desire to make a difference in the world. Now, interdependence is the dual existence of independent living because they are functional human beings while also desiring and needing connection with you as their parents and as their family. Our Firm Faith Foundation is the ideal to pass along to our next generation. And I don't know about you, but I sure pray that my kids are not only contributing citizens to society, but that they are world changers, making a difference in the lives that they touch because of the lives that they had transformed in their own journeys. With this end goal in mind, this helps to shape and unpack some primary roles and goals that present themselves at each phase of childhood. A few quick disclaimers, though, as we trudge forward stage by stage. First, this is not meant to be an all-encompassing game plan with just easy plug-and-play strategies. It's not a straight pathway of parenting stages that occurs in a sequential step-by-step -step way. Sorry, this is not a quick fix or formula. Now, second, while we focus on a primary role of parents in each of the five stages, this by no means limits our parenting to these roles alone. It's just what tends to be the main focal point in each parenting phase for children as they approach this unique phase of development. Additionally, similarly, this is not to limit your parenting goals to the ones that we're going to outline here today. Just coupled with the primary role and this particular phase of development, it helps us again to focus in on some attainable points to strive for. These are meant to be guidelines to lean towards, the ultimate goal of launching interdependent adult children. And not just any adult children, but again, ones who are independent of their living and life, while also still being healthily connected to you as their parental base and foundation as their family. So hopefully these disclaimers help as we prepare to move forward. Psychologist Eric Erickson identified eight stages in his theory of development. Four of these developmental stages are taking shape in the minds of a child during the first phase of their lives from birth to kinder. 
These four stages align with four primary goals that parents of newborns to kinders can set their sights on. So in this first year, it's their first years of life. The goal is to differentiate between mistrust and trust. This is the primary goal as Erickson laid out. Now here, we have to discern between full dependence on provision of needs, right? Our children need that full dependence. They're trusting a caregiver who can and will meet their day-to-day -day needs. Now in their second stage in year two, it's differentiating between shame versus doubt and independent seeking. The primary goal at this part of this phase is security. Now let's think about a toddler as they are tentatively and cautiously taking their first steps, but they need a secure attachment, whether it's physical furniture or your helping hand to turn to. They need to not feel shamed and embarrassed in it, but to feel your loving, secure base and encouragement. The third stage in this first phase of parenting is in ages three to four about, and they're gaining their sense of purpose as they battle against self-doubt. Now, some ways that you would engage in this is to encourage initiative and play, engaging in pretend play, and encouraging social interaction. These are those years where it's easy to say, oh, you don't have a pretend friend, but no, we want to encourage and engage them in that self-belief and encouragement. This fourth phase around age five is competency. They're developing skills and abilities as they just continue to grow and develop. These final two stages speak to the primary goal of feeling loved in their efforts as they navigate this world and the relationships, as well as they separate themselves from their performance and competency. We want our kids to begin to feel loved, not because of the, what they are doing, but because of who they are. Thus, the primary role of a parent of a kiddo in birth all the way to kinder is the caregiver. The caregiver is going to provide all of these things that we talked about, security, trust, and helping your child to feel loved. A final spiritual goal bonus is that your kids would be able to see your faith. After all, things are caught, not taught. So at this stage, it's far less about lecturing or spiritual lessons. It's in your example. It's what they see as you model their faith. Now, as you enter into the elementary phase, we're gonna camp out here a little bit longer for those who are raising a first to fifth grader. This doesn't mean you have successfully achieved the prior stages goals and you just move on, but instead you're building upon that foundation. So you're still a caregiver, of course, right? You're meeting their needs, you're providing care. You are still building upon those goals of helping your child to feel trust and security and love. But now you're building upon these starting blocks as a firm foundation. Now with the development of more behaviors, words, and personality at this stage, your role does shift a little bit from not just a caregiver, but a primary role as a corrector. Now what is a corrector? While a corrector knows the rules of engagement, they differentiate between right versus wrong, and they redirect us back onto the path. In Proverbs 22, 6, it says, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Now consistent presence, of direction and correction is needed in this time. We need to help guide our kids onto that straight pathway. Now, the first goal that comes out of the same spirit of consistency is character. We wanna shape and mold who our kids are becoming. Think about the example of Play-Doh. When it's fresh out of the tub, it's moldable, it's shapeable. We wanna have that moldable, shapeable spirit based on their faith their values, and who they were created to be in their character traits. 
Now, part of one's character that emerges at this stage and phase is comes out of their choices. That's another primary goal that we are striving for in this phase as a parent. We want to help our kids to make healthy, independent, thought-provoking choices, as well as to develop a moral compass, again, to differentiate as the corrector between right or wrong. It would be super easy to just hold their hands, to even rescue them, but that is disempowering them. That is taking an opportunity for them to not make choices. Now, the choices can be little. Maybe it's choosing what they want for their vegetable in their lunch. Maybe it's choosing which friend they want to invite over for a play date. But either way, we want to set them up for the opportunity to make choices. Another goal at this stage is to recognize that there are consequences for things. Now, hopefully we want to start with natural consequences. That is the ideal. Again, we don't want to rescue them and steal opportunities for learning, but we want to give them a safe space to fail because there's no better place than to do it now and here in your home. And so natural consequences, such as if they don't turn in a homework assignment, then they need to go to their teacher and talk to them about it. It's not our job to go and talk to the teacher. Maybe a consequence is if they lost something, well, it's gone. It, or they have to spend their own money to repay and get it back. Finally, another goal in this parenting phase and stage is coping skills. They are so vital, not just to us as adults, but to even to learn this in our elementary school phase. We want to help our kids to experience emotions in a safe way, but then also to question, now what? What do I do as I am experiencing these feelings? So teaching them coping skills when times get tough and when they're feeling things is key. Now the primary spiritual goal at this phase and stage is to nurture their faith. Now we're still showing it in our model and how we're behaving, but now we're nurturing it, we're watering the seeds, we're helping them grow. That may mean taking them to church on a consistent basis, engaging in the Bible study, but bottom line nurturing through faith-building activities their spiritual faith. Now these next parts of the phases and stages we're going to quickly cover because again the goal was to focus a little bit on those earlier stages but we want you to get the full picture. So in this third phase you have a middle school age child so probably grades six to eight and your primary role now is a cheerleader. Again you're still a caregiver, you're still offering some correction and direction but now you're a cheerleader. A cheerleader shifts from that high intense active involvement to now more off onto the sidelines. You are encouraging them as a cheerleader in this ripe age of identity development. As the cheerleader, the primary goals focus on identity, confidence, worldview, values, and the primary spiritual goal is to help them own their faith. Guys, this is so important because especially in this phase, our teenagers or adolescents are so critical on themselves, and so they need a cheerleader. They need somebody who's gonna back them and support them as they struggle well through this phase to determine who they are, what they believe in, what their views are on the world, and what values they're gonna take. Now, as we move out of this middle age phase, middle school age phase, we move into the high school age phase, which it brings on the primary role of the coach. So you see how as it continues on the sidelines, but now you're not just cheering them along. There's opportunities now for coaching as their identity is forming and being strengthened. Now, just as it sounds, envision that coach on the sideline in a game who has a view of the entirety of the game. They're offering guidance and instruction from the sidelines. They're encouraging while also offering some tips and tools for how to improve. Now, as the coach, the primary goals are well-timed input, sense of purpose, 
helping them find the shape that God has given them to minister and to serve to others. And the primary spiritual goal is to activate their faith. Now you noticed I said well-timed input because it's not always in our time. It's well-timed in maybe their mood or the best venue because again, this is still a tender age of development. And so offering that input in a way that builds them up and encourages them, helps them to find their unique shape as again, God has made them. They may or may not be little replicas of you and that's okay. We wanna cultivate and grow their faith wherever they're at. And then finally, for those of you who have, or as we all eventually will have kids that are going to launch into adulthood, be it they go to junior college, college, they start their careers, our primary role is that of a consultant. Now the consultant is just as it says, we are consulting with them. We are there to offer wisdom when asked, but we're just on call as needed. So that's what our primary goals are, is to be available, to be on call for input, to offer experience, and to be resource-based. Bring resources, help bring the experience, but again, it's now them reaching out, them taking the initiative because they're out into the world and hopefully coming back whenever is needed. And the primary spiritual goal of this phase is to reproduce their faith. So hopefully you've seen that evolution from first we are just showing our faith, then we're gonna help nurture their faith, then we're going to help to activate it because it's that time of identity development. Then it's gonna mean cultivating it, and finally it's going to be to help them to reproduce it so that they are being a light and a testimony to others. So I know that this is a ton of information, especially as you may only be at one phase because you've only got one kiddo, but hopefully it's helped you to see the bigger picture of child development alongside each of the parenting phases while honing in on each of the five stages. Now, can I encourage you, whatever stage or stages you're at, you can glean some wisdom there. We have different roles. We have different goals that we are trying to seek. It's not too early. Maybe you aren't in four of those phases yet, and that's okay. It's not too early. We wanna see the bigger picture of where we are gonna be moving down the road. Maybe you are just in that caregiver phase where it's just fundamentals of food and housing and just day-to-day -day care. See the bigger picture that you will be shifting into that corrector and the cheerleader and the coach and the consultant. But also knowing too that maybe you've been there and done that and that's okay because it's always important to revisit some of those early goals and roles because we never lose those. Even if you are the consultant, you're still the caregiver. You're still the coach, the cheerleader, and you're still sometimes the corrector. So I would love to challenge you wherever you're at. Notice where you've been. Notice where you are at this moment and see where you are headed. So first, when you look back where you've been, take a moment, reflect back on the last parenting stage you were in. Let's answer this one question this next week or in the next few days even while it's fresh in your mind. What is one thing as you look back that you could revisit or repair knowing it's never too late to do the work. So that's looking back. Now, let's sit in the present, wherever you're at now as a parent with your child. Here's the question that I'd love for you to think about. What is one thing that you can tighten up as far as your current role or goals in this stage of parenting? And finally, let's look forward, look ahead. And this is the question I would love for you to answer. 
What is one thing that you are looking forward to in this next stage of parenting? So again, the challenge is to look at the past, the present, and the future, and truly take the time to write down the answers to those questions. Live with the end goal in mind while learning from where you have been and never losing sight of the present of where you are at. So thank you again so much for this time together. Thank you to Family Life Canada again for this precious time that you've allowed me to spend with each of these parents. And I hope that understanding, appreciation, and adjusting in each of the five stages of parenting is a game changer for you. I hope there's many game changers that you can take with whatever phase you're in, where you've been, or where you are going. But I hope you're blessed and I'll be praying for you as you enter into these stages of parenting. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you're feeling encouraged and that you have some new tools to try out in your own parenting. Before you go, we wanna remind you that our team is here for you to respond to your parenting questions and especially to pray for you. So please email your questions and any prayer requests you might have to questions at familylifecanada.com. We really do want to help.